Welcome to Propagate, where we grow in community by multiplying healthy groups through the ministry of the Word. This is a podcast by growth group leaders for growth group leaders. Thanks for joining us today. Here are your hosts. Break it down, Zach. Okay, let's dive into this week's sermon study. I'm your host, Jeremy Glosser. Roy Nicely. And welcome to this week's edition of Propagate. We're just actually checking to see if anybody's listening to this. And if you are, you will know that we just named two different growth group leaders within our church here at Soteria. Not ourselves. I am Josh Smith. Zach Dietrich. And this week's episode of Propagate is a little bit different than some of our other ones. Most of them aren't tied to a very specific time in the life of our church. They're more general, so we can go back and listen to them at any given point. But this week's episode is particularly related to a certain season in the life of Soteria Church in West Des Moines, Iowa, where we are kicking off this building campaign and we are preaching through Nehemiah as a result. And here on January 28th, 2024, we are doing a sermon study on Nehemiah 1, 4 through 11. And this week's episode is breaking down this sermon study as it relates to what we're doing right now, how God is working in our church at this point in time. Yeah, so we're going to look uh, at an actual specific sermon study for this coming Sunday. So hopefully if you're catching this episode, it's on time. Otherwise, you can listen in and kind of hear the method behind the madness will uh, pop open the hood of the sermon study that uh, Josh wrote for this week as we go through the book of Nehemiah. We're getting into Nehemiah chapter 1. It's our second sermon. And in Nehemiah 1, verses 4 through 11, Nehemiah uh, launches into a prayer before he approaches King Cyrus. Should should we read it for a minute, Zach? Should we read the the passage or not? That'd be great. Okay. Because good growth group leaders don't shirk Bible reading in their group time. So good job. And we're going to model that for you right now. Nehemiah 1, 4 through 11. When I heard these words, I sat down and wept. I mourned for a number of days, fasting and praying before the God of the heavens. I said, Lord, the God of the heavens, the great and awe-inspiring God who keeps his gracious covenant with those who love him and keep his commands, let your eyes be open and your ears be attentive to your ser- to hear your servant's prayer that I now pray to you day and night for your servants, the Israelites. I confess the sins we have committed against you. Both I and my father's family have sinned. We have acted corruptly toward you and have not kept the commands, statutes, and ordinances you gave your servant Moses. Please, remember what you commanded your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and carefully observe my commands, even though your exiles were banished to the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place where I chose to have my name dwell. They are your servants and your people. You redeemed them by your great power and strong hand. Please, Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to that of your servants who delight to revere your name. Give your servant success today and grant him compassion in the presence of this man. At the time, I was the king's cupbearer. As we look into growth group studies, we always begin with a section that we call reflect. And what we try to do is ask what is a particular situation or event in the life of each one of our members that becomes a window into our heart. And obviously, 
um, as Nehemiah prays, uh, Josh, you went ahead and you chose prayer as the 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 window or the, the topic of life to reflect on. And so you start with a couple of questions. What circumstances surrounded a time in your life when you felt like you prayed most faithfully? And the second question is, describe a time when you felt like your prayer was stagnant. And really, this is the same question. I'm asking people to, to look back onto the highs and lows of prayer in their life. At what point in their life did they feel like their their prayer was most faithful and most effective? At other times, we feel like it's stagnant, like we're in the doldrums and there's no wind blowing. We can't really get our feet, uh, get our boat moving on the water. And uh, I just want people to take a minute and reflect on their own prayer lives. And this is intentional because uh, Nehemiah, he spends six verses, seven verses, praying to God. So a couple of notes as you think through the reflect section. Uh, One, what temptations might you face as a leader? One would be to move on too quickly or not to leave enough awkward space. Uh, We don't like to feel awkward and the topic of prayer can especially bring up crickets in a conversation, but don't be afraid to actually let uh, time go on and let people think about their answers. Um, Another temptation might be to not tell your own story or to only tell stories about glory. And so maybe you as a leader should think about a a time. When Josh asked this question, I immediately was able to think uh, of a time for both one of these or both of these questions. And then maybe I'll give you one more piece of advice. Whenever you're in one of these reflect questions, occasionally people will stay, say some crazy things. And if they do, what I'm not trying to, and I don't think what we're trying to do in this section is to get into deep evaluation. We're simply telling the stories of our life and now letting the word of God redirect us. We move on in the sermon study and we enter the encounter section. And this isn't uh, something where we are encountering one another necessarily, but we want to encounter God in his word. We want to encounter what God says in his word. That's right. And uh, um, in order to do this, we're actually going to spend less time in the encounter section than we typically do. Um, In most of my growth group sessions, this is probably where we spend most of our time is talking about the word. I structured the encounter section today to take less time so that you could spend more time in prayer at the end of group. So as you go through these different verses that I have listed here, don't spend tons of time on it. Um, have people do this briefly, but you could open up this section and read through Nehemiah's prayer one more time. Nehemiah 1, 4 through 11. And as you do so, just take note of what he's saying, what he's what he is um, praying to God. And then I have seven different scripture references listed out. They're just one uh, verse most of the time. At one point, I give you five verses, but each of these verses are directly quoted by Nehemiah in his prayer. And this is just an absolutely fascinating aspect of Nehemiah's prayer is that he doesn't simply ask God to help in whatever situation there he, that he's in and the Israelites are in, but he prays God's words back to him. What's, he's what's, reminding him of, of God, this is the promises you made to us. This is your character. And based on that, this is what I'm going to pray. And so we have you look up these different scripture references, 
and compare them with Nehemiah 1, 4 through 11, and you can look and see how much of Nehemiah's prayer was original to him and how much was him simply quoting scriptures back to God. And uh, you'll find as you go through it that most of Nehemiah's prayer is not original to him. I think you would actually find that with a lot of prayers of the Bible. You would, might find that with the prayer of Hannah. You would definitely find that with Mary's Magnificat and yeah. other prayers. You would see that they're often shaped by uh, other passages of Scripture. And this should be a, uh, a reminder to us of the importance of praying Scripture. When it comes to praying Scripture, Zach, how should Nehemiah's use of Scripture in Nehemiah 1, 4 through 11, how should his prayer of scripture back to God impact or influence our our own prayers? Well, I'd start by saying let's not overthink it and say sometimes we, uh, when we don't know what to pray, we just let the exact words of scripture guide us. And perhaps when we feel voiceless, we pray the actual words of scripture. And we might pray Nehemiah and and, and uh, pray those out loud to ourselves, and then let that lead us into the paths of other prayers. Um, the second way is that it, we see, and I think Pastor Mike will talk about this this Sunday, is we will see areas of prayer that this Nehemiah will push us to. So he anchors himself and prays to the character of God and moves into confession before he ends in supplication. Have you ever prayed scripture before? Yes. And one of the spheres of ministry that I worked several years ago, there was another young man that I didn't know well, but whenever he had a chance to lead prayer, he it was clear that he was praying whatever scripture he had been shaped by in that that previous month or in the previous days. And it made a mark on me because it was not fake. It was not insincere. It flowed out of who he was. And I decided I want to be more like that. And so the way to do that is simply to pray scripture. And so in my life, that looks like praying the Psalms and specifically praying the monthly or the Psalm of the month that our church may use, and then uh, praying specific prayers of the Bible. And uh, by by or following after another book that I really appreciated uh, recently, um, on nearly every one of my pages within a prayer book, I do have a scripture. So for each one of my kids, for Sunday school classes, even for our staff, I have scriptures that I pray over every one of those areas. That's awesome. Uh, I, I too have prayed scripture in the past. Usually, um, I don't, I don't have a particular passage that I just keep going back to for a set period of time. I just simply will pray as I am reading through whatever my Bible reading plan at the time is. So this year I'm going through the Murray McChain Bible reading plan. I'm reading a couple of verses, a couple of chapters with my family each day or trying to, we're a little behind right now, but, um, then by myself, I'm reading two chapters a day and, uh, I will, pray those as I am reading through them. If something yeah. jumps off the page, I'll just thank God for who he's revealed to be or uh, what he did at that particular time. Or I will um, feel convicted by something and I'll pray at that very moment. And my prayer is a lot more varied as a result of uh, praying scriptures. And growth group leaders, the reason why we, we asked this question just now is because we included it within our growth group study. Because when we get to the transform section 
of group of sermon studies, what we do is we have reflected on our experience in life. We have encountered what God has to say about that in his word. And now we are transitioning more into what, how should the word impact what we just discussed in the reflect section? Um, how should it transform the way we live? So maybe there are people in your group who have prayed scripture before, and you can ask them the same question. How have you, well, have you ever prayed scripture before? And if yes, how did you do that? Yeah, and, and sometimes the way that God ministers, sometimes the way that we learn to follow Christ is not just through accountability, but through having other people to imitate. Like, oh, that's a really good idea. I want to take baby steps in that small area in my life. And as I listened to Josh, as I listened to other friends read books and just encounter God's people, that's one of the ways that he, he shapes us, he transforms us. And that is exactly why we move into the next question of the sermon study. Um, after touching base with everybody about their experience with praying scripture, we ask the question, how could weaving prayer into your scripture reading invigorate your prayer life? As well as, uh, what specific scriptures could you pray together as a growth group to model that for everyone in the coming weeks? So can I, can I maybe think about part of that question for a moment? Yes. So when you say reinvigorate, I want to give a caution that we might think, oh, here's the formula. This area of my Christian life will suddenly feel amazing. And you know what? You can pray scripture and it might not. Yeah. It might not immediately be wow. But when you feel like your own prayers can't make it past the ceiling, when you actually pray the Bible, it does over time remind you that your prayers are making it to the heart of God because you're praying his word back to him. So be careful that you don't set up the wrong expectation from day one of what that could look like. But give uh, help your people take small, little, sometimes broken steps in order to, to grow in this area. There, there are times in our life where we... We feel like our prayers are um, just skyrocketing through the atmosphere and reaching the throne room of God. And then there are other times where prayer is more of a struggle. Zach, which of those prayers is better? Yes. Yeah. Neither of them is better than the other. God's answering of our prayers are not dependent on uh, how we think he is receiving our prayers. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is God hears our prayers Every time we pray, if we are pursuing him and living for him, weaving prayer into your scripture reading, it might, it might feel like a drudgery for a little while. It might feel like, you know, it's not as spontaneous as I would like it to be, but God is working through there, through that. And, uh, he is sanctifying you through it. He is growing you through it. And no matter how you feel about your prayer life, if you are pursuing God and seeking to grow in, um, in your love for him through prayer, God is going to answer those regardless of whether you think it was a great devotional time or not. So let's give three scriptures that you can pray. When, when Josh asks what specific scriptures could you pray, I'll give you three ideas in case you guys don't have any answers. One would be this passage, Nehemiah 1. Two would be the Psalm of the month. We're finishing up uh, January, and we're going to be moving into the second half of Psalm 73. Uh, whom have I in heaven but you? There's nothing on earth that I desire 
and my flesh and my heart may fail, but you are the strength of my heart. I'm just combining up ad lib those verses there. And the third, in the beginning of January, I preached from Ephesians 1 and tried to demonstrate that Ephesians 1 is a prayer that we can pray over the people in our church as well. So those would be three quick ideas if you don't have other scriptures in mind. In conclusion for our sermon study, normally we don't have a section for, um, we let the prayer time be a little more open. Today we are going to try to tailor that a little more to things that are going on in our church. First uh, John 4, 7 through 21, they talk a lot about the love that we have for one another. John, he, he talks about the love uh, of Christ and how it works itself into the life of believers, which then overflows into love for other Christians, other believers. And uh, as we said at the beginning of this podcast, this sermon study is very particular. It's very particular for a time in our church, and we are going through Nehemiah as part of a building campaign. So I intentionally chose 1 John 4, 7 through 21 as a passage that you can pray through as a growth group. You can praise God for who's, who he's revealed to be in these verses. You can ask God for help uh, for our church to be what God has called us to be in these verses. And the reason I chose this passage is because building campaigns, they can People have tons of different opinions and preferences for for these sorts of things, but God wants us to love one another. He wants us to be unified together and simply spend time this Sunday praying for our church as we go through this uh, this historic time in the life of our church and ask that God would help us grow, not just... Uh, in numbers because we are building a new auditorium, but grow in our love for one another and in our love for Christ because of his love for us. Thank you for joining us today on Propagate, where we grow in community by multiplying healthy groups through the ministry of the word. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening. Propagate is a ministry of Soteria Church in West Des Moines, Iowa. To learn more, visit SoteriaDSM.com today.